Hello and welcome to Paper Boys, the podcast where we unravel the research papers behind the latest major headlines in science. My name is Charlie. I'm here with my co-host, James. Thank you, Charlie. Happy to be here for another weekly edition of Paper Boys. If you haven't listened to these episodes before, every week we dive into the actual research behind popular science news. You ever hear headlines talking about like researchers did this or they found whatever? New study shows. Exactly. And you always wonder, isn't there a little bit more? Well, this podcast is our way of sharing our love for research and science with people who want to learn more about what's actually happening in these stories. Charlie, can you tell us a little bit about what today's episode is on? Yeah, so I have a paper. This is actually like a great, a great paper boys topic. Yeah? And uh, yeah, special thanks to James from Seattle, co-host of the Paper Boys podcast, for tipping me off to this one. Wow, that's great. We should collaborate with them. Yeah, we should. We'll get them on the show sometime. Hmm. No, this is a great topic because it's like, it's kind of like the one that we did on eggs. Uh-huh. Like, oh, are eggs Uh-oh. really bad for you? This is don't, like don't. one of those mainstream science things that everyone has internalized, but maybe is not really, maybe we shouldn't be internalized. So I sent you this link and didn't actually read the article. So... If this is another eggs episode that like ruins my daily routine, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop right now. <laughs> no, it won't ruin your routine. So okay. I'll stop beating around the bush. It's about the idea that 10,000 steps a day is like a healthy target. Interesting. Yeah, I hear it all the time. Yeah, I mean, like that's a that's a number that you know. It's like, oh, 10,000 steps a day. Like in daily conversation, you will say like, oh, how many steps did you take today? Yeah, you know? and like with Fitbits and like those Garmin watches and like any sort of pedometer, your phones, people are always like, oh, I didn't, oh, hit my good day today, hit my 10,000. Yeah, I hit my step target. Yeah. And all those Fitbit devices and everything, they use 10,000 steps. So the question is, where does 10,000 steps even come from? Hmm. And is that a reasonable goal? Like, is 10,000 the right number to be aiming for? I don't know. Let's try to answer that question. Well, we'll find out after the break. <laughs> Well, Charlie, before we dive in to the episode today, I just wanted to thank everyone who's listening for listening. It really means a lot to us. And if you do enjoy the content, definitely hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Our handle's at PaperboysPod. We love interacting with fans, non-fans. Fortunately, I haven't had too many of those. Scientists. Yeah. And it's really enriching for Charlie and myself. So definitely hit us up. Also, I say this at the beginning of every episode, but please check out our Patreon we just released a bonus episode uh, last week, our second bonus episode, and it's about rocket science. Literally about rocket science, yeah. the origins of rocket science with Goddard. The yeah, researcher. and like the principles of rocket science. So like you can come away from the episode and be like, wow, I actually, I understand rocket science now. And so it's surprisingly a lot simpler than you think it is. I learned so much from just doing that episode. It was like, it was awesome. It was yeah. one of my favorite episodes. It was really so cool. And the paper is from 1898. So it's always fun reading those. Lots of cool, like, futuristic predictions. Pre-Wright Brothers, like pre- Pre-airplanes. Airplanes. And we're already talking about rockets. It's pretty yeah. cool. So check that out. The bonus episode is on our Patreon, patreon.com slash paperboyspod. 
costs you about a cup of coffee a month to get those episodes. Pie dollars. Pie dollars. <laughs> the cost of a slice of pie, $3.14. So, Charlie. So, you, James. <laughs> tell us a little bit more about, well, you mentioned I sent you this link. <laughs> I know. You, you can't play dumb I can't, anymore. I, yeah, I can't play dumb. I outed you. But um, in researching the article, did you find any other coverage in popular news media? Yeah, so uh, a couple of headlines that popped up. So the one that you sent me was from the BBC. It said... Oh, the BBC. Mm, the BBC. It says, do we need to walk 10,000 steps a day? And then uh, I did a little more digging and found Washington Post says, fitness trackers are good for your health, but that 10,000 step goal is overblown. Wow. And you may think that I just spoiled it for you, but Psychology Today says... Yes, you should aim for 10,000 plus steps. What? What? What's going on? How do you on? make sense of all this information? I know. Well, you listen to this episode of Paper Boys is how you make sense of it. Okay. I'm biased, but I think that's a good solution. You're a little biased. Okay. So what was the actual article that these news outlets were covering? The journal paper that caused all this news coverage of 10,000 steps was published in... JAMA Internal Medicine, that's Journal of the American Medical Association. We've jama did a little bit around here. Oh, yeah. We've had some good JAMA sessions on this podcast. <laughs> and it's called Association of Step Volume and Intensity with All-Cause Mortality in Older Women. This was published online in May 2019, but news articles are like still coming out about this. Like The most recent one that I saw was July 29th. Wow. Okay. So I mean, it's, it's making waves. And uh, the first author is named Ai Min Lee, and she's a professor at uh, Harvard Medical School. Okay, cool. Well, I can't wait to hear more. So the first thing you probably notice in the title is its association of step volume and intensity. Mm -hmm. So step volume is just like how many steps per day that you take. Yeah. But intensity is actually like how fast you walk. So like, did you run those steps? Did you walk those steps? Yeah, and interestingly, what they kind of draw the distinction in the paper is that, like, I guess there's been study in the past of, like, walking speed and that and the correlation between that and health outcomes, uh -huh. but not walking intensity. And they drew a distinction there. And I think what they mean by walk intensity is, like, in the course of your day-to-day -day life, like, freely roaming around, if you just happen to, like, walk fast, like, that's more intensity. Okay. And so they kind of break that out into like a step rate. And they're like, if you're taking greater than 40 steps per minute, then they call that purposeful walking. Purposeful. Yeah. Which I, I really like the, I really like that name. That's Just thinking of adjective. myself, like, like walking to my next class, like, whew, like I'm on a mission. Sorry. Can't talk purposefully walking right yeah. now. I'm walking with a purpose, sir. Can't you see? <laughs> yeah. There's 40 steps a minute. Count my step rate, sir. <laughs> sir. I say. <laughs> okay. Uh, do they have any other good names for the other speeds of walking? No, other walking so one intent? to 39 steps is called incidental walk, in incidental steps. Like, like oh, walking to the bathroom. To be walking well, well, walking to the bathroom might be some purposeful steps, but. Context dependent. You know, you're stepping between the kitchen and the living room or whatever. Okay. And then there's obviously zero steps. Um, but um, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I just wanted to point out. So that's kind of what's in the title of the, of the paper here. Okay. And they're trying to draw a connection between this step volume or intensity and uh, all-cause mortality in older women. So if I understood that correctly, that means broadly, does walking reduce your risk of dying? 
yeah. from whatever the cause could be. From whatever the cause could be. Especially if you're an older woman in this case. And it's specifically a study of older women, yeah. What's the age range? So the average age of the women in this study is 72. Okay. Which is an interesting group to study when you're talking about all-cause mortality because that's kind of right up against life expectancy. Yeah, what's life expectancy for a woman in the U.S.? I think like, oh, I thought it was like 75 or either way. I mean, over the course of this study, like several hundred women died. And so you've got got a good slice of data here. Okay. So we broke down the title, but I've had this burning question for a long time. And shame on me for not just looking it up like 10 years ago. (laughs) But uh, to put it as you would say it, to quote Charlie, quoting Jerry Seinfeld, What's the deal with 10,000 steps? <laughs> What's the deal? You, so what you're asking is like where that number even comes from. I mean, yeah, well, like I when you hear people saying like, oh, I need to walk 10,000 steps, you sort of immediately assume there was this groundbreaking study in the 1960s as a result of some Cold War or whatever. And it's <laughs> like they found that the optimal number of steps for troops was 10,000 and that was implemented for the greater public. Yeah. And like all tell of me our that's the daily trick. regiments, tell like, me that's like the, the reason trick. why you have breakfast and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Dude, don't trash breakfast. Come on. <laughs> I'm just you saying are... there's a lot of studies out there that say it's bogus. Keep it. Keep it on top. Save it for a bonus keep it on episode. Topic. <laughs> no. So here's this is going to slay you. 10,000 steps does not come from science. Don't okay. like that number was not like some clever scientist who was like hmm let's boil this down and uh yeah it turns out that's about ten thousand steps it's a study that i did it's so perfect though because it's like ten thousand steps is like almost six miles it's like almost 10 kilometers you're like it's like a stretch goal you feel good when you do it it's it's like digestible too yeah which the authors really point out in this paper they're like step volume as a health goal is really useful because if you told people they need to walk that they need to do 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity exercise. Like it's, I mean, 10,000 steps is a meme. It's like, it's very memorable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, save the tigers because in doing that, you save everything else. Like walk 10,000 steps. And it's like, if you do that, everything else falls into place. Don't you mean save the whales? I mean, any big species like that. No, but like save the whales is like the environmental meme. World Wildlife Foundation, save the tigers. I thought, okay, anyway. <laughs> no. Another episode. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, it's digestible. It's, it's digestible. digestible. But so guess where 10,000 Steps actually came from? Um, Some math. I don't know. No, no, no. Not math. I was going to say mathematician. But uh, my guess would be like some 1950s like uh, suburban thing for like. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm going, I'm stretching here. I'm stretching here. So it was actually from an ad campaign. Well, this is, this is what is uh, okay. the most suspected source of 10,000 steps. They actually don't really know. But what they think is that, I guess, before the 1964 Olympics in Japan, there was this company that was selling a pedometer. So like a step counting device. Wow. In 1964? Yeah, in the 1960s, and... Dude, that thing must have been the size of, like, a phone book. Nah, it was probably, like, a little... It probably wasn't, otherwise no one would buy it or know about it today. They didn't have... All right, anyways. Yeah, it probably didn't have an accelerometer. It probably had, like, a little mechanical okay. jig in there. So, uh, it was a device made by the Yamasa Clock and Instrument Company, and the device was called Monpo K, 
which translates to 10,000 steps meter. Ah, okay. So it's like the name of this device is like count 10,000 steps. Okay. And so that became, and since, since that I was I wonder if it big, only counted up to 9,999. That's why, I, that's what I, I am imagining this device looked like. Like, you know, that little, those little like analog dials and there's like four wheels, like yeah. a combination lock or something. Yeah. And you couldn't go above 10,000. Oh. So the goal was with this device would have been then to make it roll back over to zero. And then you know that you've hit your 10,000 steps. Dang. It's genius. This is some like some archaeology. 1960s. Yeah, 1960s pedometer. Uh, <laughs> we go from Stonehenge to 1960s pedometer science. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's really, that's super interesting though. This ad campaign for a, for a pedometer yeah. for the Olympics. And that has now entered like worldwide. Dude, imagine like coming up with anything that everyone in the world internalized. I was thinking about this today. I walked by a meme. I was over in the health sciences building, like the hospital building. And there was a meme that someone put on their door. There was like some derivative of the dosa keys, like, oh, I don't yeah. always do this, but when I do, I do something right. extreme. Yeah. I was that like, was just wow. an ad campaign. That is going to outlive dosa keys. Yeah. The beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's genius. Yeah. So props to the Yamasa Clock and Instrument Company and their marketing department. Any word on how they're doing these days? Uh, yeah. They're now called Nintendo. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... That's where 10,000 Steps likely comes from, not cool. any study. And so the author of this study, Aimin Lee, wanted to basically see, like, is there anything to this idea? Okay. Of, like, does taking more steps per day actually cause better health outcomes for people? Okay. Interesting. So how do they actually go about conducting the study? I have to ask first, has no one actually looked at this previously? So there have been other studies that look at like similar things, but what Iman Lee points out, honestly, it's like one of these like academic distinctions that I had a hard time understanding. But I think what she's kind of trying to say is like, there's no explicit association between number of steps per day and health outcomes, meaning like what actually happens to a person in the end. Okay. So I think there are studies that show more exercise leads to better like health indicators and if you walk 10,000 steps a day it's better than walking 5,000 steps a day but like there's no real like gradation between that and so it's like the question is like for each additional step per day you know think of it again like the egg study each additional half an egg per day has a marked made a marked difference in people's health okay so like for each additional you know 100 steps per day what is the observable difference in a person's life Okay. And it sounds like this study then is very specific. They're like, they're looking at a specific demographic. Yeah. And I can already imagine what they're going to plot at the end, Uh huh. which is like, I don't know, some sort of risk first number of steps. First number of steps. Yeah, exactly. And the, yes. they do make a plot and it's very, uh, it's pretty definitive. Okay. But also just bearing in mind that, like you said, this is very specific. Okay. So the cohort is really what makes it so specific. It came from originally this group called the Women's Health Study. Mm -hmm. I think there were originally like 40,000 people, 40,000 women aged 45 years and older who participated in like the early 90s through the 2000s. Cool. But then from that cohort, they got 18,000 of these women to participate in this new study between 2011 and 2015. And that's the group where the mean age was 72. Okay. Okay. 
So how many participants total? So I think after they accounted for people who actually wore the device for long enough. So what they did is they sent them a pedometer, like a, a step counting device, and they made them, they had them wear it for a week. Okay. So uh, of the 18,000 people or whatever that they sent it to, they got back and collected data off of like 16,400 know, or something like that. Sweet. It's, okay. a, it's a large sample. All right. Very large sample. And uh, so what did they measure? Just steps or? So they did, obviously they measured steps. Like what they had them do was wear this accelerometer on their hip for seven consecutive days. And then they took like, I mean, they have the entire accelerometer data, not just like a number of steps, but they actually have the data of like, oh, like time traces of this accelerometer. So they can actually get like intensity too then? Right. So they can get the speed at which they're walking and then the number of steps and I mean, basically just those two things. Cool. It's actually a wealth of, wealth of data. Yeah. One I device. mean, that's a lot of data. They can, And then that means that they can also calculate like how long were you walking for and how long during the day were you not walking okay so like if you did all your ten thousand steps in like one hour and then you were sedentary the rest of the day that might show up with different health outcomes than if you were constantly walking a little bit throughout the day interesting and then they also sent out um a questionnaire or they didn't send out a questionnaire there was a questionnaire involved with that women's health study Mm -hmm. that went out every year and that gave them data on like just quoting from the paper, sociodemographic characteristics, health habits, and personal and family medical history. Okay. So that kind of gives all this stuff about their, I mean, kind of potential for death, essentially. Yeah. And then they also had like some dietary data that had been filled out near the beginning of the women's health study. So, you know, those questionnaires don't really line up perfectly well with when they took these steps. But I think they did a couple of like follow-ups with some of the women during the time period of the step study. And they found that their habits now were like very highly correlated with their habits when they did the original thing. Okay. Okay. Because, I mean, they're really pulling off a single week of data. Right. And they want to make sure that that matches up. Right. And then, they're, and then they're assuming that the questionnaire that this woman filled out three years earlier somehow lines up to how her life is now. Interesting. And it turns out that that's actually a pretty safe assumption on the average. On the average. That's interesting. Because, like, I, I wonder because... You know, even right now with grad school, like this is definitely one of those weeks. Like last week, I was very active. This week, I am not very active because, I mean, I guess I still like walk to campus and stuff, but I feel like I just have so much work to catch up on. I <laughs> Honestly, know. I'm like cutting off all the extra so I can just focus and catch up. Yeah. And like, and those questionnaires are always like, in the past two weeks, how often did you? And then, you know, da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm like, well, these past two weeks, I didn't go to the gym at all. But, you know, last month I went every day. Like, so. Yeah. But I guess that averages out. Again, that averages out. Yeah. Hmm. It's but it's it's like we always talk about with like these nutritional studies and these like large health surveys. That's just stuff that like. How else do you do it? There's no like logistically, it's impossible to get like such fine grained detail and data. When stuff is self-reported, especially. Yeah. I'm still hoping the egg study is wrong. <laughs> um, okay, so talked a little bit about the background of the demographics, who they're collecting data from, what data they're collecting. Did you find out anything about the analysis methods or did it just sort of dive right into what they found in the paper? Yeah, I mean, they talk about their methods. It's just a lot of like statistics that's really kind of over my head. Okay. Um, but I understood the word quartile 
which is just they basically what they did is they categorized the women into quartiles of mean steps taken per day and so a quartile is just like you're in the bottom 25th percentile or you're in the middle uh, you know 25 to 50 or 50 to 75 or you're in like the top okay 25th percentile big step taker yeah so if you're in the top 25th (laughs) percentile that means that you took 8,442 steps per day on average wow that's pretty good yeah, and if you're in the bottom quartile, that means you took 2,718 steps per day. Okay. It's, and it's not that much. It's really not that much. It's not, yeah. I mean, if you, everyone has, or I mean, a lot of people have like a Fitbit, but everyone has a cell phone that will, like my iPhone has an app on it called Health. Mm-hmm. And I don't even tell it to do this, but it's just tracking my steps. So if you go in there, and I walk around a lot every day, and my average is only like 7,500 at least I thought I walked around a lot, but now I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to walk more. Yeah, I mean, because you probably walk almost a mile to campus back and forth every day, plus whatever. Plus, else. yeah, racing around, you know, on campus. Yeah. But when you have like a day where you really felt sedentary and you look at it, it it'll be like 2,000 steps. Oh, I know. So when you think about this bottom quartile being 2,700 steps, you're like, yeah, if you only took that many you're not, you're for a whole not, week. You're basically not doing much at all you're probably not really like going far beyond your house yeah pretty much okay um, but again it's important to note that this is a study of older women so and granted they did rule out anyone who was not healthy enough to leave their home so they weren't just taking people who were like confined to a chair oh okay yeah that yeah makes sense. i should have said that earlier so these are all people who are healthy enough to like get up and walk around okay because otherwise i think that bottom quartile would be like, probably a lot lower yeah bedridden yeah but you know you asked about the analysis and like i said at the beginning they're trying to find a correlation between number of steps per day and mortality mm-hmm. and then they also had all of this other data from those questionnaires so they had they made like one statistical model that was just trying to find that correlation and then they had like a whole nother statistical model where they were able to look at that correlation but also control for smoking alcohol use diet medical history like all these confounding factors. Okay. So they did account for those things. And I guess that's the perfect lead in. What did they find? So the good news is that there's somewhat of confirmation that more steps leads to better outcomes. Okay. Not too surprising. So what they found that the the second quartile of like steps per day. Mm-hmm was associated with a 41% reduction in mortality rate compared with the the lowest quartile. Really? Yeah. 41% so, reduction. Yeah. So if you walk 4,300 steps per day instead of 2,700 steps per day, you have a 41% less chance of dying. Or rather, 41% fewer women died in this study. Okay. For the duration that they looked at them kind of thing. Yeah. For the uh, however many years. It was like, you know, relative five years or something that they were looking at these women those are good odds a 41 percent that's like really significant yeah it basically just means like just like leave your house you know go on like a two mile walk or walk to the grocery store whatever it is you know get you're talking about basically get a dog get a dog yeah get a dog you're talking about basically doubling your odds of surviving over the next five years (laughs) not to mention your happiness with the dog is probably just gonna be way higher oh yeah for sure or a cat, but th- that's not going to make you walk, walk a cat. Yeah, um, I mean, you know. And then they found that it did. It continued to reduce as you went up in steps. So like diminishing return. 
but yeah, diminishing returns. So here comes the big reveal. I'll, I'll oh, show so you. The, oh, so the risk continued to reduce as you took more steps, but the amount that the risk reduced reduced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to make it We're talking way more confusing it, so. than it was before. Yeah. So I'll do the big reveal. Here's the plot. Hey. Uh, that the the, Exactly the plot you were hoping for. Steps on the x-axis and... Uh, they call it the hazard ratio of all-cause mortality. Basically, what that means is that in the lowest quartile, they set that to like one, as in like the number of people who died, they just normalize that to one. So then if if in the next quartile, only half as many people died, the hazard ratio is 0.5. Okay. Does that make so sense? So if it was uncorrelated, you would expect it to just be random. Yeah, it would just be like one across the board, or it would just, you know, bounce around. And Yeah. But so... If you're looking, so now you're looking at this plot, you can see it drops sharply, like after, like as you start to increase from this 2,700 steps. Yeah, it's like it basically goes down like a straight line until 6,000, on average, 6,000 steps per day. Then it basically levels out. Yeah, it starts leveling out around 6,000. And then by 7,500, it's almost like a flat line. Hmm. So what they found in this study is that anything beyond 7,500 steps per day had no effect on mortality. It's also interesting looking at this because they plot the mean and then the standard deviation with the shading. Mm, mm -hmm. I think that's standard deviation. It is, yeah. The standard deviation increases a lot as you get up to like 12, 13,000 steps. Yeah, that's probably more a function of the fact that Just there are way fewer. fewer data points okay. at those high step rates. That makes sense. Yeah, or step volumes, I should say. Okay, but yeah, I, the trend is clear. If you take more steps up to about six or 7,000, your risk of mortality drops dramatically, and then anything above that is like, meh. Yeah. Again, when we say your risk, we're speaking to all the 72-year-old women in the audience. Yeah. So let's bear that in mind. Still. I, I, keep, I keep qualifying it because I kind of want to talk about it, that at the end. Okay. You know, and just make sure that that's really clear throughout. Were there any other interesting stats that they pulled out yeah so like one other kind of neat way to put it was that for every additional thousand steps per day that hazard ratio declined by 15 percent. so like wow, okay. so we kind of said okay from this quartile to this quartile it was 41 but if you average it out to a number like a thousand steps per day if you do a thousand more steps per day you've got a 15 percent less chance that's awesome yeah and then that continues up until 7500 steps walk it out yeah walk it out well okay did it, you mentioned before this aspect of intensity that pops up in the title of the article and then in the analysis of the data, did that come up in the results? Yeah, so they did discuss it um, a lot and then ended up basically the result was that it didn't really matter that much. Really? Yeah, so they did the same analysis for, they like broke it into quartiles of step intensity, meaning like what was your average? They actually, I mean, they kind of had to break it because you can't take like your average step rate over a week. I mean, that's a silly way. Like the numbers would be weird barely metric. different. Yeah. So what they did was they looked at like, what was your max one minute step rate per day? What was your max five minute step rate per day? And what was your max 30 minute step rate per day? Okay. So one minute would be like the most, you know, oh shoot, I'm late. And you rushed to this meeting or whatever. Yeah. 30 minutes might be like, I went for a power walk with Judy. Yeah. You know? Oh, Judy. <laughs> Judy. You know, she likes to power walk. So they they used those as like the, you know, the X-axis for a very similar analysis of what was its effect on all-cause mortality. 
Yeah. And they basically found the exact same correlation that they found for the uh, step volume. But then they found that the intensity and the volume were correlated to each other and that oh. that was the cause. Okay. So they said basically cool. it, like if you're a person who takes a lot more steps per day, you are also a person who who walks faster and who like takes more takes more purposeful steps. Okay, that's ca- correlated. Right. That you're probably using walking as a means of transportation at that point. Right. If you're taking 7500 steps a day, it, that that's that's about the number that happens when we walk down to campus, walk around campus, go get lunch on, you know, the street next to campus and then walk home like yeah, you're not like you're not trying to screw around. Yeah, that's like a regular, you know, commuting with your feet kind of day. Okay. Cool. That's good. Yeah, so that for slow walkers like me, it's a it's a boost. It is a boost. I mean, it it kind of is cuz it's like in the end I think, honestly, in my opinion, that is the more important result of this paper than the 7,500 figure because it, and the authors make sure to point this out. They're like, this means that targeting a number of steps per day is actually a healthy habit. Cool. It doesn't matter how you get them, just get them. It doesn't matter how you get them, just get them. I like that. That's awesome. I, I feel like that a lot where it's like people often stress about, oh, like, I don't want to do it if it's not good enough. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this exercise if it's not intense enough. Or like, oh, I have 20 minutes. Like, what could I do that's beneficial? And it's like, just you could walk, walk a mile. Just walk. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you can get like 2,000 steps. Yeah, just like walk around your house or something. Like, And that could make a, that could decrease your risk of mortality by 15%. Yeah, it absolutely could. That's awesome. Yeah, and then they also kind of relate that to the whole, like, you know, there's, countless studies that show you know 150 minutes of modern intensity exercise per week is associated with like really good health outcomes Mm -hmm. and they were like well if you break that down 150 minutes of moderate pace physical activity would correlate to about this much time walking and at this step rate that we see as the average it's about this many more steps and they're like and it you know it's that equates to an extra 2500 steps per day which equates to the reduction in mortality that they showed in their study really and so they oh, kind of that is cool yeah and so they kind of said like the idea of doing 30 minutes five days a week is still a very useful thing because it makes you get more steps okay you know so they're, they're like they're like it's just you know it's another way of showing kind of how all these things are related i guess cool yeah that's great so it's easy you don't have to stress yeah you don't have to get in your steps just um and the other thing that kind of makes it less stressful i guess from at least what this study showed is that the number's not 10,000, it's 7,500. Again, for this specific study. But I mean, 10,000 is kind of like a daunting, kind of a daunting number. 10,000 can be tricky to do if you don't have a lifestyle that facilitates walking. Yeah, I mean, that would take up like, it could take up like an hour or two of your day just trying to hit that number. Yeah. Probably more. Someone who grew up in Arizona too, like especially this time of year, it's like you have a window between like 4 and 6 a.m. and then between like 8 and 10 p.m. or you know whenever you go to sleep where it's like actually not yeah so hot that you feel like walking yeah but still it's interesting before you were mentioning that you maybe had some reservations about how this applied to the broader public outside of the demographic that they targeted in the study you have any thoughts on that yeah i just like this it, this is really interesting 
and it's like a re- it's a really cool study. It's just like cool to be like, oh wow, ten thousand steps a day. You're right. I didn't know where that came from, and is that even valid? Because no one's really tried to like set out to just prove if that's valid. And so I kind of had those thoughts already going into it of like, okay, this is kind of a classic case of mainstream science reporting jumping on the result because it maybe goes against what we all thought. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, it doesn't necessarily go against what we all thought because this, I mean, how does this study apply to you and me at all? You yeah. and I are not worried about dying in the next five years. We are, we're 20, we're like in our late 20s, you know, like yeah. for and so I actually, I yeah. found this good news article. This is the one from Psychology Today that said, yes, you should aim for 10,000 plus steps. The guy who wrote this article, Thomas Rutledge, like he he should be a paper boy. He nailed it. Like, really? I read his article and I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like that is exactly what I was thinking here and what I wanted to talk about on the show. So I'm just going to, I'll just read his four points basically. Yeah. Well, so a quote from him, he says, had the health media translated these results accurately for consumers, their message might have read, more physical activity predicts a lower risk of premature death among older aged women, but with diminishing returns for the most active women. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like That sounds like a concise explanation. Yeah. Like you and I in early episodes of this show, we used to make each other come up with your own headline for this. Yeah. And it's like that's the kind of headline that we would come up with. And of course, it's not snippy at all. You know, no news article is gonna run that headline. But it's the truth. But it's the truth, yeah. And so he says, factual research reporting is rarely sexy, however. Instead, many media outlets sensationalize the results with the message, you don't need to walk 10,000 steps a day. This is a misleading and potentially harmful interpretation of the women's health study findings. Yeah. I, I mean, I, he's totally on point. Like, Yeah, that seems to say, like, I mean, it sums it up pretty well. Don't walk 10,000 steps a day is not the message. It's not. I mean, the message is actually... Walk more. Do your best to walk 10,000 steps a day. Like, that's a gr- still a great target, you know? Yeah, and who knows what the difference is then for, like, younger demographics or different gender demographics or whatever. Like, if this study had found that it doesn't, l- like, oh, it, you know, we tried to see if 10,000 steps was valid, and it turns out it only, the benefits only leveled off once you hit 20,000 steps. Yeah. Like, that would be a way better result to find because then it would be like, whoa okay you mean because of the popular news yeah the popular because then people would err on the side of walking more i don't know yeah this is one of those things where it's like even if you know it should you report it yeah or just lie (laughs) yeah so uh, so he kind of points out and i already mentioned sort of this but he points out like you know most people are not walking in order to prevent short-term death yeah like if you and i are trying to hit ten thousand steps a day it's not to avoid a heart attack because I hate it's, sitting. It's because we hate sitting, and it's also just for like general health, you know. Yeah. It's the same reason I go to the gym. Like, not it's not so that I won't die in the next five years. It's because I like feeling a little bit healthier. Definitely. It's uh, it's probably a bad pun, but it's like it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's about right getting in a regular habit of right exactly just like f- having a healthy lifestyle, and also for a lot of people, it's about losing weight or mm-hmm. you know things that aren't so macabre as like I don't want to have a heart attack because i want to meet my grandkids you know like yeah i don't know like when you like we talked very academically about this study but when you think about it it's about older women dying during the course of this study i mean it's very like sad and yeah like this is great implications for people who are near the end of life but just if you're in a 
an at-risk age group. It's like yeah, small, small. You'll get a very high return for just a small level of additional effort, presumably. Yeah, if you're in that sort of like two to four or five thousand step per day range. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then he also points out, um, you know, short samples of physical activity are usually inaccurate. Okay. And I actually, I actually wrote this question down to myself. In the discussion section, uh, the authors point out that they said a review of exercise studies found that monitoring steps as part of an exercise intervention resulted in an increase of approximately 2,200 steps per day. Hmm. So, and they, and they sort of tout this as like, oh, like counting steps is motivational. But doesn't that sort of imply that the women who wore these pedometers for the one week were like not actually walking as they normally did? Doesn't that sort of imply that they were walking an extra 2,200 steps per day because they were being monitored? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that they did, but I'm just saying that if it's some sort of psychological thing, then like, it's totally, like, it's like totally. you can't observe you the, an electron as a particle or whatever it is. Like quantum physics. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, the, the, the very the nature of dilemma. trying to observe something. As soon as you know you're under the watch, you're like, yeah, I want to walk more for pride. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. So I don't know. That was kind of one little question that oh, I guess I would ask the that's researchers. Inter- that's interesting too. Also, then, where it's like, how much more psychology is going on underneath this than you can really analyze? Like maybe the people who respond well to that too, sort of still, you know, your your mental state is very important for your longevity. Yeah. If yeah. you're happy and you're still feeling like competitive, uh, maybe that's a big part of it. Especially if that increases your steps, then. Like maybe the number of steps is reflective of more than just your healthy lifestyle. Oh, so like maybe some people bumped themselves up a couple quartiles because yeah. they were like, I want to kill. I like, I like, I want to yeah, hit a lot of steps. Yeah. I so, mean, I know if I were a part of a study like this and they gave me a pedometer, I'd be like putting that thing in the washing machine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be like returning that thing with like 40,000 steps a day. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I never do this, but I'm going to run a marathon for this, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then return it, it in machine. and be like, so, so, uh, what place did I get? <laughs> and they're like, that, this is a study. <laughs> a study. Yeah. Yep. Can't wait for them to release rankings. I know. Yeah. Put a leaderboard up. Well, that's interesting. I mean, so if you had to sum it up, what would you say the big finding is? I think the big finding is that step volume does result in better health outcomes. And that like step volume specifically is like an important metric for it. Okay. Uh, like, I, I mean, I kind of already mentioned that, but just like, yeah, this study doesn't really confirm or deny whether 10,000 steps is like a meaningful metric, but it's not a, it's not bad is, is what I kind of took away from this. Yeah. It's like, you aim, the idea, if you always aim for 10,000. Right. You won't be right. You won't be wrong. Yeah. Like the idea of, yeah, exactly. The idea of just hitting a certain number of steps is good. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm feeling much more encouraged than the egg episode um I, I knew you would not be as upset today and i definitely appreciate the obscure origin of the ten thousand step rule it's that's crazy right really cool yeah i'm sure there was some i think you showed me this a while ago the mamashiba the like oh, little japanese yes. bean cartoons because yes, mamashiba means like bean dog or something and it's just like hilarious and i hope that there was something equally funny and hilarious from the 1960s about this after recording this episode i'm going to proceed to <laughs> scour google to try to find it yeah do it 
And everyone else should scour Google for the Mama Sheba bean dog ads. They're adorable. We will actually post a link to that on the website because yeah. they're adorable. Or I'll tweet it out. And really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Speaking of which, check out the website. We will have the news articles and the actual journal paper itself there. So that's always a good place to go for links if you kind of want to like dig into this a little bit more for yourself. And I, hopefully we covered it well enough, but the website's there Just to help too. For the curious listeners. And if you enjoyed the content and you'd like to help promote future content, please do check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash paperboyspod. Uh, it means a lot to Charlie and I. We get really pumped every time we have a new Patreon subscribe. Um, we find that we interact more with people who subscribe, which brings us a lot of enrichment and hopefully to those people as well. Check it out if you're interested. We love making it and we'd love to continue making this podcast. Yeah. And you get a bonus episode every month, which is really cool. And a free sticker. And a free sticker that looks really good and will last forever. And so join us next week for another exciting edition of Paper Boys. Thanks so much for listening.